Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Welcome back. Happy to have you here for this week's episode. We're going to be talking about change. How do you feel about change? Most of us as humans find change really difficult. We like routine. We like boundaries. We like set patterns because it helps us to relax when we know what to expect. And with change, there's this unknown that we can get really fearful of. And we can also get annoyed at, we can become frustrated. And so one of the tendencies is to act out, to become angry, to also just say, no, not doing it, not going there. So let's just talk about change being a part of life, and it's a part of the evolution of every single business. Change needs to happen in order for there to be growth. I mean, we've already talked about this on the podcast. If you want to become a better leader, you have to change. You have to become better at communicating. You have to become better at hiring. You have to become better at firing. You have to become better at seeing the big picture and being that visionary for your company. You also have to become better at the tactical part of things. Change is important (laughs) for us as human beings as evolving and, and becoming the best that we can be. Change is real change is constant, and let's really work hard at embracing it. So what we're going to talk about today is effective change, but also meeting the resistance and how do we navigate that. One of the most important things when it comes to change, if there's a change that needs to be made inside your company, is not to wing it. just hope for the best. Like, I know this needs to change, so I'm just going to go in and change it. And it could be something that you noticed today for the first time. It could be something that you've noticed for months and just have not attended to. Bottom line, take a breath, pause, sit down and really understand what is the change? What is the, the functional part of the change? And who is going to be affected, how they're going to be affected, when they're going to be affected in the process, and where they're going to be affected. 
you you have to look at all the possibilities and you have to really care that you minimize the impact to each. Now, there's going to be some areas that, yeah, the change, it's going to be pretty heavy lifting. And other departments, other areas, yeah, they're going to have a little bit of a ripple effect, but nothing major. You have to understand that in your core so that you pay the correct attention to each person that's going to be affected. You need to spend more time and more effort getting feedback and interacting with those that are going to be impacted the most because you need to understand where they're at and what their thought process is. So, so important to communicate. And you want to make sure that the purpose, the benefits, the expected outcomes, the reason why you're doing this is clearly communicated. Make sure that you know 100% that they understand why the change, how the change is going to be implemented, and what the outcome is, right? We all have heard the saying, like, what's in it for me? So every employee needs to understand how this change is actually going to affect them in their day-to-day work. The other part of the equation is sometimes the change is not a positive one for every person along the line of where this change goes into play. So making sure that it's really clear is so important. The other thing is you have to plan for resistance. We as humans, like we resist change, like danger, danger, like stop, wait a sec. Why are we going there? Why are we changing this? I'm comfortable here. I don't want to be uncomfortable there. I want I, I want to stay here. Getting to the hurdles that each person is going to have because of this change, taking the time, talk to them to say, look, we as a company, We need to make this change. Here's why we need to make the change. Now, I understand that your position and the tasks that you perform, they're going to be affected this way. Ask them how they feel about it. Ask them, hey, do you see any ways that we could mitigate the impact? Give me your thoughts. Because you want to be able to create this change plan in the way that each person is the least negatively affected. You have to think about all of them. You don't get to just think about yourself. Part of the reason you're doing this, let's say this change, is for cost. So it's going to increase the bottom line. All very valid as a business owner. We all want that, right? To increase the bottom line. But then you have to understand, okay, that's what I want. How is this going to affect everybody else? And if it's affecting in a huge way, how do I help mitigate? What are some of the things that I can do? Um, Things that we can implement, things that we can take away from maybe this person's job task, because now with this change, they actually have more on their plate than they did. So Getting in there and getting feedback from your people. You definitely want to encourage employees to speak up and help them 
find their voice. It's like, hey, yeah, no, I'm really not liking where this is going because this is how it's going to affect me in my position and my tasks. You want to make sure that you're celebrating, you know, early successes of the plan. You want to be monitoring and adjusting. And it's okay for you to say, oh, you know what, guys, I did not identify this as part of the outcome. We need to brainstorm and figure out how we can mitigate this, how we can change this. It's okay for you to have to adjust and change in midstream, as long as you're communicating with everybody that you lead or everybody that's going to be impacted. You want to evaluate after the fact. Okay, this is what I thought. This is what I believed the outcome was going to be. Was that the outcome? Yes, it was. Awesome. No, it wasn't. Okay, so how come it wasn't? Where did I miss the mark here in the planning? And be open, be absolutely open about it. When you have a culture of consistently wanting to grow, consistently wanting to do better, you know, the, the Japanese have that Kaizen philosophy is it's 1% every day, just an improvement every day, a little bit every day. When you have that type of a culture, change is so ingrained and inherently part of everybody's being because you're trying to improve and you can't keep doing what you're doing because you'll keep getting what you've got. And if what you're trying to do is improve, that means you have to change what you're doing. That growth and development thinking, call it mindset, call it philosophy, when you have that, change is, I'm not going to say it's easy. <laughs> change is easier. It's less traumatic because everybody is conditioned to wanting to improve, to want to change so things can be better. So if you get that into your system right away, then your people are not going to be as resistant to change. And being resistant to change is perfectly normal. Just accept <laughs> that is something that you're going to experience, resistance to change, and be open to understand what it is. Ask those probing questions. Ask those open-ended questions to help you understand why the resistance is there and what is the resistance, because they may have heard what you said about your change plan, but how they heard it isn't actually what you meant. And so only by communicating with them and asking them questions, are you going to get to that place where, oh, you thought that when I said this, this is what I meant. Let me rephrase this here, because this is what I meant. So does that help alleviate any of your concerns? Absolutely, <laughs> right? Angst and anxiety comes as a result of unclear communication. We talked about that a few episodes ago. When we are in the throes of making the change, you absolutely want to address resistance head on. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't say, oh, that, you know, they'll get over it. They'll get used to it. This will pass. 
you want to address it, ask the questions, invite a conversation, invite people to share their thoughts and how this change is impacting them. You want to find common ground and solutions that address the concerns of the person who is resistant to change. They'll continue to be resistant if you don't have the conversation and find out what it is that they are actually resisting. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. You can't help them understand. You can't clarify their assumptions. You can't do anything unless you have the conversation. And so much of leadership, it's all about the conversations that you have with people. Look at resistance as an opportunity for, for learning and improvement. Get that feedback. Ask for the feedback. And want, absolutely in your being, want to understand what people are thinking and what they're feeling and why they are resistant to the change. Change is beautiful. Embrace the why. Why do we have to do it this way as an opportunity for you to share an understanding of the benefit to this change? Talk to your people. Make sure that they feel included, that they feel seen, they feel heard. You've heard all of this before. You know this. You understand this. Now you just have to do it. And change doesn't have to be this huge, traumatic, heavy event. It can be something that is invited, embraced, and I don't know if I'd go so far as to say enjoyed, but it's possible because people can see what the outcome is and they then will be beneficiaries of that outcome. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Hopefully you have a nugget or two that you'll be able to implement this week as part of your ever-evolving leadership style. If you haven't already downloaded the Be Interested app, it's my new app. It's available on Apple uh, App Store and also the Google Play Store. I do have free content on there. I have my 25 ways to be interested workbook and challenge, which is a wonderful step-by-step um, day-to-day way of incorporating those questions, the whys of being interested in your people. There's also uh, videos on there and a resource. So we've got TED Talks and books and podcasts and yeah, it's just lots of wonderful resources for you. So absolutely go and check it out. And we'll talk to you next week.